Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. We have decided all this week to look at the cost of being single in Ireland because I'm single and we chat about price hikes and the cost of living an awful lot. But I can tell you it's a hell of a lot higher when you're doing it alone. So we want to talk about the impact of that on people, whether it's renting, trying to save for a house deposit, paying your mortgage, paying your bills. And we're going to talk about the fun stuff too over the next couple of days. Maybe it's the thrill of a solo holiday or the joy of getting into bed by yourself and the increasing cost of bills as well. Whatever you want to talk about, from the single view, I want to hear about it on the show this week. You can drop me an email, lunchtimelive at newstalk.com. Journalist Andrea Smith is with me on the show today because, Andrea, you have, you've, you know, you've talked a lot about the positive sides of being single, but how tough is it when it comes to paying your mortgage solo? Andrea, it is very hard. I mean, I nearly lost my house. My mortgage has just ended in the last two years, amazingly. But for the 20 years before that, it was a struggle, you know. I was in court twice for the repossession of my house and was very lucky in that, you know, I saved it in the end. But the thing is that now I'm in my 50s, right? I'm in the age bracket 45 to 54. And according to the last census, 22.5% of women that age are single. Never made. So that's like nearly a quarter of us. But yet there doesn't seem to be many kind of breaks that were given, you know, in terms of, you know, paying bills. When you're doing everything by yourself, it is hard, you know. I'm sure you know yourself, it's tough. Well, absolutely. I mean, I, I made the point a little earlier that I watched the budget, um, you know, <laughs> with anticipation every year that maybe there might be something in the budget this year. And look, don't get me wrong, I do not at all um, begrudge families, you know, getting any help or, or support. But like, it's very rare there's many announcements for the 20 odd percent there that you just mentioned, Andrea. Never. I mean, you know, there was, you know, the family income supplement, for example, that's now called the working family payment. You know, that is just if you have children. Everything seems to be kind of geared towards if you have a family or, you know, things like, things are kind of used to annoy me over the years where, like friends of mine, for example, when they had children, they took, you know, a couple of years of a career break, but they could hand their tax supplements or their tax credits over to their partner. You know, nobody ever gives us anything. There's nothing that we can do. It's purely up to you, I think, when, you know, and when you think about it, I mean, when you have a property, if you're lucky enough to have a mortgage and you've managed to secure one and you mm. have a property. And that is, a, like, like, that is in, in today, by today's standards, you know, like, it's a huge, it's, it's a huge achievement. And it's actually Absolutely. a bigger achievement doing it alone. Absolutely. Because heat, light, insurance, property maintenance, all those things, they all cost the same. We, you know, whether you have one person or four in, in the house, you're going to have one kettle, one toaster. So you're doing it all. It's all up to you. And, you know, if anything happens, and I mean, I work freelance, so sometimes a job will just go or a publication will close or something like that will happen. And then suddenly I have no income. But there is nothing that can ever kind of row in. There's no partner to kind of, you know, take over the slack for that time, you know. And I think it's the same as well when you look at, you know, one of the things that worries me is in the future because you kind of see that single women are at the highest risk of poverty, actually. You know, studies have shown that all across Europe. And even with, a, you know, even with the, with the pensions, you know, mm. like we don't have, I have a friend, you know, and, you know, they live from her husband's pension, you know, and then um, if he dies, she gets to continue on that. But, but that doesn't happen to us. You know, if you're single, 
everything just falls to you, I think. And without whinging about it, I do think that we contribute a lot. You know, if 22.5% of us are single, we are probably contributing a lot to the economy, but nothing ever seems to come back. There's no breaks for us in any shape or form, I think. What about you, um, Tracy? Uh, Tracy is with us on the line as well, Andrea. Like, do you find the cost of living difficult alone? Stability. So I would find it even harder because that's like a very small payment. So I have to like budget very well to meet my bills and everything. And I'm a single parent as well, so I have a, like a child as well. So it's very, very difficult to manage it all. It, it's fair, yeah. And like, and do you ever feel? Do you ever feel you get a break, Tracy? No. <laughs> Like I don't go out either. No, I but I mean, to... sorry, I, I meant sorry in in the in in terms of like you know when you get the budget and tax credits or so you know supplements or grants. Do, do you ever feel you're get, you're getting any support? Not a lot. Like I know last year now we got the credits with the electricity and all of that, and that was a help. Yeah, it, like it did make it easier. But the electricity cost is going up, and now I live in a house with air to water which I'll find out now in the winter how that will go. But, you know, all my bills are electric. And I struggle at times and often have very little money for shopping, for food, and often have to fall back on the likes of St. Vincent de Paul for, you know, which is, I find, very, very hard. Do you know? So, yeah, and... As a parent, sometimes you can feel a bit like a failure. And you're doing like you're sure you're doing your absolute best, Tracy. Yeah, I'm doing my absolute best. Like I, I it was a very hard decision to go on the disability. Like I tried my best to say stay working or get working, but I was getting more and more unwell. And now I'm trying to do a courses to get back to some form of work, so I have extra mm-hmm. money because. It is very hard to live on such little money. Yeah. And like raising it by five euros is really not enough. Not when you have a child. Like I don't get maintenance either. So I have to stretch my money and budget extremely well to make it last. Do you know, when I pay money off my electricity every week, like I also have a car. So I have to try to keep the car on the road as well. It's a constant choice. Outside a town. So if I don't have the car, we we struggle to get in and out of and get shopping as well. It's a constant choice and decision, Tracy. Yeah, it Making is. One it thing, it yeah. definitely is, yeah. And like the cost of petrol even is going up. Everything is going up constantly. Mm-hmm. And so yet no we always talk about it in the context, you know, of larger families and uh, and, and even as well in, in couples. And that's why I wanted to actually, you know, have a chat um, to people um, as sure as Andrea pointed out the stats of how many of us are single and just to see the impact that it's, you know, it's having on, on people. Uh, Cuban is with us as well, Tracy. Does being single impact, how does it impact you, Cuban? Um Well, there's a lot of ways, I suppose, being single impacts you. Um, if you're talking financially, um, I guess there's pros and cons. You know, if you're single and you don't have kids, there's, um, there's, um, you have less expenses in one way, but trying to get suitable housing is a massive challenge because uh, you're either looking at, I live in rural Donegal, so you're 
you're you're going to have to try and rent a house mostly because you know there's not going to be any apartments around. So you're you're dealing with a house that's probably I live in half the house most of the time, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because there's no point no point in in heating the whole house. Um. So I think there, and I think there's a lot of solutions to that, given the fact that there's, according to uh, Rory Hearn, there's 166,000 vacant properties in the country, uh, residential properties. Um, and if you could, for instance, build um, not necessarily modular, but uh, wooden homes um, on some of those sites, um, you can get around the planning um, difficulties because there's already a building. I think you could solve it really fast if the will was there for people like me and there's people much worse off than I am, you know, but for people like me who um don't need don't need much, you know, a little a little bit of space and uh and a small building, small house would, mm. would suit me perfectly. But you, you know? see that's that's what I, I found. And Andrea, you're still with us as well. I, I don't know if you experienced this, but one of the things Ku and I noticed, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm 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 fortunate mm. to have, you know, to have um got somewhere in the past two years, but actually when you're you're you know, looking and you're you're going through the whole um you know movements of trying to look at houses and bidding houses and all the all yeah. the crack that goes with it. There's actually very few places I found if you're single there's, everything's there's geared very, around very the family few, home. Yeah, there's that and there's you know there's there's that grant that's around now which is I think up to seventy thousand for renovating a home. But the the bother with that is there's nowhere to renovate because the the houses aren't selling. And they're not for sale, I mean, and uh, like around where I am, say within a 10 kilometre radius, there's probably 30 or 40 um, derelict houses. And if there was some kind of incentive for people to sell them, if you if you make it really easy, I'm not saying you have to have mm-hmm. a compulsory purchase order or something, but if you, if you made it, if you made everyone win from the situation, I think you could do that. But the bother is, I suppose, I mean, you can... Some people would argue that, you know, the housing market is being um, artificially pulled back because then the prices stay high, you know, which that is the result of what's happening at the moment. No, I know, you know people is, will is text in or not? and they'll talk uh, They'll talk about the first time buyers grant and, and all of that. But like the chances yeah. are, in my experience, if you're buying on your own, you're probably not buying a new build because you can't afford it. And that's when you get the grant. You know, you're, you're, yeah. so you're, you're not getting that's, it in the second and the third no, and um, you have to have somewhere to buy. You know, you can't. You, 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 yeah, exactly. You, you, like, if you're going to do the refurb thing, though, it can, it could work. That if you got, say, a derelict building, that you might get approved to build. Um, you know, a modular, not a modular home, but a, a quick build home, if you like, um, because there's an existing build, a building there. You might get the grant for that. You might not. I'm not fully sure, but I think it would be a fantastic. Um, it would be a fantastic solution. Now, I don't know if you've heard of Rory O'Hearn, but he has several solutions to the housing problem. And I think, to be honest, with the cost of living, housing is really a big part of the root of it because it's keeping everything artificially high because basically once everything goes up, you know, uh, mortgages and people's loans, if you have a business loan on a building, 
everything's getting pushed yeah. up because of that. Some, so, so, so some of the texts in on this, um, it's difficult on OAPs as well. When you're widowed, half your income is gone. The living alone allowance is very small. The only difference is your budget is spending a little less on food. Um, Neve in Castle Bar says 100% the cost of living is awful for single women. We need to campaign for some, some more breaks, supplements and tax cuts. Yeah, I'd say there's a fine chance all right of that, Neve. Colette says um, on your house, it costs so much more to heat, um, particularly when you're living alone by comparison to a family living in the house. All of the appliances are paid for by the single person, yet a family would have the same amount of appliances and they could often share the cost. Singles have to pay for all the home repairs themselves and it's all on one income. We all need a kitchen, living room, dining room, bathroom, bedroom, etc. They all have to be furnished and heated as well. What about you, Tom? I mean, how has the cost of living impacted you? Um, realistically, we can listen to what they're saying, what they're saying. It's impacted very hardly. Um, the situation like is the same as what everyone else is describing. It's just it, it's it's not always what it's um, cracked up to be. A lot of people don't understand that the cost of it is actually impacting us. You know, if you're single, like it is, it's becoming so expensive. Like it's becoming to the point where well, what's the point in actually staying here? Are you renting, so, Tom? Or yeah, currently, yeah. Uh, I tell you, I'm just going to reconnect you to Tom there if you if you don't mind. If a text in from Aoife who says, uh, I'm single and childless and listen to all the benefits that the jobless and those with children get. There's never anything, nothing, no benefit whatsoever to not leaning on society, according to Aoife. Uh, another text, um, I genuinely love to be in a position to buy. I'm not as I, I'm not though because I pay ridiculous rent. I'm 10 years older um, than you, so not a hope. I have a PhD in biomed science, work in academia, and as a single woman, I am clearly not a viable option to buy. I have saved, I have a great credit rating, but I cannot even afford a modest dwelling. Um, according to Aoife. 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. Andrea, is it going to change? Like, do, do you envisage in the next budget, we w- you know, there will be some grant or supplement as one of our earlier texters suggested? I honestly don't think so because I think that the government has other problems that they need to concentrate on. I just don't, I, I don't think we're an attractive proposition because... <laughs> When it comes to OAPs, when it comes to children, you know, the the heartstrings tug, you know. Yeah. And I think when it comes to singletons, people think we're just off living the high life, you know. They think we're out, we're, you know, having sex all around us, you know, we've no <laughs> nobody to account to you know, to answer for it. So I think that, you know, nobody is feeling sorry for us. So nobody yeah. really understands that there are challenges to being to being single. And we're talking purely financially here, obviously, that there are huge challenges financially. Now, what what that chapoon was saying, uh, you know, about modular housing, I do think that, like when I went for my house, it was a three-bed semi-detached in an estate, you know, and I bought it 22 years ago. But actually, I would have loved looking back on it, because I thought at that time maybe I'd get married and have children, you know, but looking back on it, I would have loved to buy some sort of smaller little dwelling. You know, I wish there was kind of a community of... For singletons, you know, where we could, like a little village. Like a commune or something. Like smaller dwellings, but, you know, everything there and kind of, but nobody would ever think of that, but somebody out there needs to, you know, that, and where the accommodation was affordable if you're trying to get on the, you know, the mortgage ladder, yeah. that you could, you could do that. You T- know? Uh, Tom, I think you're back. You just wanted to make a brief point. Yeah. Sorry for that. <laughs> just caught in the wind there. 
Um, yeah, essentially, like, it is very, very expensive for people when they're single. Um, like, I, I remember when I was going back and I was training for my job, and I went into the bank and I said, look, there's a house there for sale. I'd like to buy it. I have a certain amount. And she said, no, you're not acceptable. You'd need two two years more savings or something else, she said, because you're single. And the, the woman behind the counter basically said to me, would you not get yourself a girlfriend? <laughs> and I said, I want to buy a house. I said, I don't want a problem. I said, maybe maybe, maybe I she was offering... I have enough problems, I said, when I start renovating the house, I said. <laughs> and uh, she just kind of looked at me with a dead face and said, well, you know, you'd be better off with your yeah. income. Well, it's funny, there's an, went, uh, there was a text in, all right, from a listener who says, uh, the solution suggested by my hairdresser today, very common in the US, civil partnership as an economic agreement. <laughs> maybe that's uh, maybe that's the solution, Tom, to, uh, to our problems then. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.